What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. It's good to be with you. Thank you for those of you that subscribe and uh, hang out with us each week. For those of you that just stumbled upon us for the first time, welcome. We're glad to have you. You can find out more about what we do at dadtired.com. Specifically, you can get connected with other guys in your area and um, get connected with guys in a closed Facebook group where we have a bunch of guys from around the world who are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously. We'd love to have you be part of that. Go to dadtire.com, click the community tab, and it will link you over to a closed group on Facebook. Come hang out with us. Uh, so I was watching TV recently, and I saw this commercial with Grant Hill. It's a Pizza Hut commercial. You've probably seen it. Grant Hill, and he's talking about all the ways, the commercial's talking about all the ways that you can order pizza. And there's, um, I think they say something like there's, you can order it on through your app or through the phone or online. And then it shows a picture or like a shot of him uh, reaching down to his sneakers and like pumping them up. And that's also how you can order pizza. And, you know, you, when I first saw the commercial, I thought, I was like, oh, that's funny. I didn't actually think it was that funny, but it was like, all right, whatever. Uh, interesting commercial. Turns out, though, that those shoes are real. You can actually order pizza through Pizza Hut tennis shoes. Believe it or not, those shoes are real. The commercial wasn't just being silly. They Pizza Hut is launching shoes that have a button, like the pump-up button, button in the tongue of the shoe, where you press it and it links to an app on your phone, and it delivers a pizza to you. You have to like set up your address and your credit card information, all that up front, but then you just like hit the button on these shoes and you get a Pizza Hut pizza delivered. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Pizza Hut, you know, so I'm probably not going to be buying the shoes. If Taco Bell comes out with shoes, though, I may have my name on the wait list. I love thinking about eating healthy, (laughs) Uh, but I honestly, I what my wife cooks really healthy meals for us for dinner, um, but I usually spoil my diet during the day. When I'm out and about, I just love Taco Bell, man. I've been eating the same thing for like 12 years. Just realized that the other day. I tried a cheesy gordita crunch for the first time when I was a senior in high school. I think that's when they came out. And uh, I've been eating them ever since. It's probably not good for me. Anyway, pizza or uh, Taco Bell, you come out with some shoes, man. You have your first customer. Uh, I also heard about those Pizza Hut shoes that they are, uh, it's not going to be for everyone. Uh, meaning I think there's a very limited amount of shoes that they're going to, and they're going to be used for mainly like promotional purposes. Um, so I don't know if there'll be, they said there might be a a few out for the public, but anyway, if you're one of the lucky few that gets a pair of shoes, Pizza Hut shoes, take a picture, let me know, send it to me. I'd love to see your, uh, Pizza Hut (laughs) Bluetooth ordering shoes. Uh, 80% of the guys, this is not a real statistic. I made this statistic up, but, um, based on my experience, probably 80 plus percent of guys, at least 80%, probably more. Again, it's not a real statistic. I'm kind of making it up as I go. At least 80% of guys that I've talked to personally want to be a better dad than their dad was to them. Um, a lot of guys, we, you, 
you probably fall somewhere. Well, you you have to fall somewhere on this spectrum, most likely, where you either just despise your dad, you can't stand him, uh, you wish you know you'd never met him, or if you haven't met him, you don't have any desire to meet him. You just have very poor thoughts towards your dad. That's one end end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is uh, you know you just absolutely love your dad. You think he's the greatest guy on earth. And uh, you want to be the man that he is. And I've heard a very few amount of guys say, if I can be half the man that my dad is, um, I would be happy. And uh, for most of us, I, I know through analytics that the majority of you listening are between the age of 25 and 33, 35-ish. Um, that's probably like 33% of you. And then the, the rest of you are probably between 25 and 40 um, so there's most of you fall in that age group. If you're younger than that or older than that, don't be like, oh, crap, why am I listening to this? I'm clearly not <laughs> the majority. That's all right. You can be a guy, girl, any age, doesn't matter. Um, but I know that most of you listening are probably between 25 and 40-ish. So most of us in that generation uh, statistically had dads that were not that great or not involved. Um, and so through my experience, 80% roughly um, I think, would say that they want to be a better dad than what their dad was. Um, and like I said, with the exception of a few who say, you know, I, my dad's amazing. Uh, I want to be half the man that my dad was. Uh, if that's you, man, you should just right now just pause the podcast and just thank Jesus that you had a dad that was engaged in your life and not only engaged, but um, delighted in you, found joy in you, you felt like you could confide in. It's so rare. I, I've met some guys, man, that uh, had dads like that. You're, it's so rare that I don't think you understand the gift that you were given. And um, so you should, seriously, you should just pause the podcast right now and just thank Jesus for that gift because you uh, likely uh, you have junk and you have sin and you have all your own crap that you deal with, but likely you deal with a uh, different stuff than those of us who didn't have an engaged dad around. Um, and so you should just thank God. That's a blessing, man. Uh, as a as a result of having an engaged dad, you you're just there's certain parts of you that are more whole and your identity is probably more secure. You've got all kinds of good stuff. So pause the podcast. Thank Jesus for that gift. For those of you that are like me and you didn't have a dad growing up that was around. Um, or engaged with you, majority of us would say, you know, I, I want to be a better dad than my dad was. And li- me and my dad, if you go back uh, several podcasts, I, I can't remember. I think the podcast is called You Forgot But God Didn't. And I'm specifically share a story about what happened uh, with me and my dad this last summer, which was, it was a really powerful uh, interaction that I had with my dad the most powerful interaction I had with my dad in my entire life. Um, so that podcast is called, I think it's called, You Forgot But God Didn't. And uh, so go back and listen to that. But uh, I didn't have my, my dad was a professional musician. He wasn't really around growing up. And um, I I didn't think that that really affected me until probably the last six or seven years especially when I was been married, when I realized like, oh crap, that actually had a really significant impact on me. And lots of the decisions that I've made, lots of the things that I struggle with um, can be really directly linked back to um, my dad not being around. And so I'm just trying to figure all that stuff out, even to this day, still, still working through a lot of that junk. Um, but most of my 
parenting and most of my motivation for wanting to be the kind of dad that I want to be comes from the absence of my dad being around. I always knew I was I, I was always excited about about being a dad. Uh, even as a kid, like I dreamt about it and thought about I can't wait to have kids one day, can't wait to have a son one day, and kind of dreaming about in the back of my mind the kind of dad that I wanted to be. And I and I'm convinced that most of that motivation came from my dad not being around. And this isn't uncommon. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that you're probably in the same boat that regardless of where you fall in that spectrum of how awesome you think your dad is or not how awesome or how awesome he isn't, um, regardless of where you are on that spectrum, you most likely want to be a better dad than your dad was in some way, um, either the opposite of what he was or just like to change little things. There's two things that happen though when we come into that mindset. So if we kind of set the premise as our goal is to be a better dad than our dad was, if that's kind of our premise going into fatherhood, two things, there's two ramifications of that. Number one, the first ramification of, of that is this. We then subconsciously, we're, we aren't subtly and subconsciously, we aren't necessarily trying to do this, but what happens is we become the hero of our child's story. So, uh, and, and I think this happens, man. I think this even happens in my own life where uh, because of me reacting to my childhood and specifically my, my dad, um, I came into being a dad wanting to be the best dad that I can be. And I wanted my kids to adore me. Like I wanted to be their hero. I wanted to be the best guy in their life. And I wanted them to come to me with answers and to enjoy my company and for me to teach them new things. That's one of the things I love most about being a dad is constantly getting to teach your kids new things. I love that part of fatherhood. Um, but what happens is subconsciously is we kind of build up in our own mind culture kind of feeds into this and then our kids start to believe that we are the hero and that isn't necessarily bad listen you should in many ways be the hero of your child's of your son and your daughter's story that should be true like uh if we're gonna swing hard in one direction and it's to be completely absent or to be like the best dad that we can possibly be listen swing in that direction be the best dad that you can possibly be but what happens subconsciously is you become the hero of the story and what we always want to do as dads is point towards God as the hero of the story I just talked to a friend about about this the other day and we were saying how um we often, as Christians, in our in an, in in our idolatry, uh, we can we can look at Scripture like we are the main character of the story. I talk about this a lot, but we read stories about David and Goliath and uh, uh, you know Paul, the, the like the spiritual giant, and Abraham, and we Noah. We look at all these stories and we think, yeah, that we can be that. We can be these extra strong disciplined spiritual men. Listen, the story isn't about you. You aren't the main character. And the story wasn't about Noah or uh, Joseph or David. The story was about Jesus. Jesus is better than all of them. And the story of the scripture is about him. And, uh, And so we always want to be the kind of dads that are pointing our kids to the actual hero. And that's Jesus. Um, and here, this kind of leads into the, the, the second point of the ramifications of us trying to be the, a better dad than our dad was or the best dad. What happens, secondly, is we suck at being God. 
you and I make terrible gods. Um, and here's how that plays out practically. Uh, I have grand visions, especially before I had kids. I always say I was the perfect parent until I had kids. Uh, I, I knew everything there was to know about being a dad, and uh, I had all kinds of parenting advice for other people who <laughs> weren't parents. Uh, but being a parent, as you know, can be quite the reality check. Uh, I am not the kind of parent that I imagine that I would be. I still think I'm a good dad. I'm an engaged dad, but I'm certainly not. It's not as sexy and romantic as I envisioned it originally in my mind. And I had these grand ideas. And even to this day, I had these kind of have this grand idea of being the kind of dad that I want to be. And uh, I imagine that I'm the kind of dad that has tons of patience and uh, has unending forgiveness and mercy. And the kind of dad that just is like always on the ground wrestling with my kids and taking them to the park and uh, do taking them on these adventures. And listen, I try to do this stuff as much as I can. But here's the deal. I suck at being God. Just this week, and this is a true story, just this week, as many of you know, I'm writing a devotional for you guys. Um, I'm super excited about it. I'm pouring all of my energy and my thought and prayers into this devotional. Um, I'm, I'm really not taking it lightly. I'm, I'm spending just a lot of time in like prayer and thinking through how can I best uh, help point all of us back towards Jesus. Now, so anyway, I'm, I'm working on this devotional, and in one of the devotionals I'm talking about, like being um, slow, uh, um, tempered, being slow to reacting and not just being reactionary, but being disciplined in our reactions. I talked about this last week on the podcast about fasting, and I was writing a chapter on this. And in my mind, I was literally thinking about, (laughs) I, I just, I had like multiple interactions this week of writing, talking to friends about being this kind of dad. And this very week, like just the other day, um, as all of this is on the forefront of my mind about me being an engaged dad, not being reactionary, being self-controlled, all this kind of stuff, fasting, all of that, I just completely lost it on my daughter. I mean, she was going nuts. She was ha- she's having like these tantrums every night. She's three years old, almost four. She's having these tantrums every night at the same time. Every time we're trying to get her to bed, brush her teeth, get her pajamas on and go to bed, she just loses her mind. She just absolutely loses her mind, screams, fights it, just goes into full tantrum mode. And after about two weeks of this, I just lost it, man. I just like literally yelling at my four, three and a half year old daughter, uh, completely lost my temper, completely lost control. Uh, and by lost temper, I mean, I didn't like beat my kid, but I just, you know, I just yelled at her. I just found myself yelling and immediately I'm like, crap, like this is not the kind of dad I want to be. I don't want my kids to remember dad like yelling at them because like furious because they're not getting their pajamas on, not brushing their teeth uh, fast enough. And yes, it's frustrating, but I lost my temper. I lost my cool in the midst of this week, trying to be intentional about thinking through these, this kind of stuff about being self-controlled, about uh, not being reactionary, about being the kind of engaged dad that I want to be. As I'm thinking about this stuff, I'm still losing my temper. I'm still losing my cool. I'm still finding myself yelling at my kids. And, and that proves to me that I am not the best dad. I am not the, the best God for them. And so I don't want to be the hero of my kid's story, and I don't want to be, try to be the perfect dad. Listen, uh, there is grace for you, brother. Like, there's grace for you and me. God does not 
require you to be the perfect dad. He had no expectations that you would be the perfect dad. He doesn't require you to be the perfect dad. He knows that you will fall short. And so first, just take grace. Like there, every single one of us are struggling through what it means to be a godly husband and a godly dad and a faithful disciple. Every single one of us, despite Instagram, despite Facebook, despite what you see in public, uh, every single one of us, Uh, are struggling to be the kind of dad that God uh, desires us to be and that we want to be in our own heads. And God has no expectation that you would be the perfect dad. But listen, there is an expectation that you would point your kids to the perfect dad, and that's God. That's what God requires of you. That's what God's expectation is of you. He entrusted these children to you so that you can point your kids back to the one who is the best dad, who is the perfect father, the one who doesn't lose his temper, the one who doesn't uh, lose self-control, the one who always gives his attention. Listen, you think about this all the time, like, hey, I want to be the dad. I'm going to set my phone down. I'm going to turn off all technology. I'm going to turn off the TV and try to be engaged dad. And then your kids are crazy. All they want is to get on the iPad or watch this movie. They're not that interested in you or you get bored or whatever, right? Like all of our grand ideas of being the perfect dad will fall short. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't keep trying and chasing after the hearts of our kids, but know that you will fail. You're human. You suck at being God, but there is one who doesn't suck at being God, and that's God. And our role is to point our kids back to that God, the one who will not fail them. Um, I, I always say to my kids, listen, there's a better daddy There's a better daddy than daddy. We serve a good God. He's a good dad. Every morning when I take my kids to school, I say, I pray over them. I pray for their day. And I always start my prayers the way Jesus started his prayer when he was teaching his disciples how to pray. Remember, Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. And he said, um, our father who's in heaven, hallowed be thy name or holy is the name. He, He calls him Abba. God calls him Abba, like daddy. He wants us to refer to God as daddy. And so when I pray uh, out loud for my kids on the way to school, I pray that same way. I say, God, you are such a good dad. Because I want my kids to know that even though dad's trying his best, that their daddy is trying his best, that we serve a God who is a better daddy. That there's one who's more faithful, more forgiving, more loving, more attentive, one who doesn't lose his temper, one who doesn't lose his anger control of his anger. There's a better dad than daddy. And I always want my kids to know that there's a better hero, that daddy is not the hero, but that both them and me serve a much better daddy. And that is our role. That's our role as parents, is to point our kids back to the one who is perfect. God has no expectations on you that you would be the perfect dad. So one, stop trying. Two, give yourself some grace uh, as we're as every single one of us are wrestling through this stuff, and three, stop thinking through like how can I pour all my energy into being the perfect dad, and start to pour your energy into how can I point my kids back to the best dad that there is. That's the goal of being a, a parent. That's the goal of being a godly parent is to point our kids back to the one who can actually satisfy their souls. That's the goal, man. Uh, when I mess up. Um, 
I own it. When I when I yell at my kids just the other day, man, when I when I yelled at my little girl, I was putting her to bed, I was rubbing her head and I just said to, said to her, "Baby, will you forgive me? Daddy messed up. Uh, I shouldn't have yelled at you like that and I'm sorry. And will you continue to forgive me?" And she said, "Yes." Um by the grace of God, she said, "Yes." That's our goal. That's your goal uh as a parent, as a as a dad who's trying to be the most godly dad that you can be. Point your kids back to the perfect dad. Stop trying to be the perfect dad. Point your kids back to the one who is. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Chase Jesus. Point your kids back to Jesus. I love you. Talk to you later. See you.